0: Today, we're going to continue that, and we are going to talk about how the Holy Spirit helps us in prayer. So in Romans chapter 8, uh, beginning with verse 26. Verse 26 says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. for We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself or himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Again, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. I'm going to break down this verse a little bit today, give you some definitions, I believe, that will help you to gain some understanding of what the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to communicate to us. And so the first word we want to look at is this word, help or helpeth. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. The word helpeth or help, it simply means, according to Strong's, to take hold of, opposite, together, to cooperate, or to assist. Well, then, other um, scholars in different uh, word studies uh, will give you a similar definition, but I'm going to read a few of them to you today. Uh, W. Vine says, helpeth means, to it signifies, to take hold with at the side for assistance, to take hold with at the side for assistance, hence to take a share in or to help in bearing, so then uh, the Holy Spirit takes hold at your assistance. He is your helper. Uh, If this has to do with prayer, uh, then of course He assists us in prayer. Well, we could look at this same word, how it is used in the New Testament, and it's one way that you can uh, see the meaning of uh, scriptural examples, and it's only used twice in the New Testament. The other place is where uh, Martha was serving, and uh, she was asking Jesus to say to her sister Mary, bid Mary help me. In other words, she's, the scripture actually says she was cumbered about much serving. Uh, she was very involved in serving, which is a good aspect of uh, your life, to learn how to serve and to be a servant in God's house and to serve people. But she was really uh, a little over-involved, uh, and so she was a little agitated at her sister. I know uh, you who serve have never been agitated with others. <laughs> Uh, But uh, So she's a little uh, irritated, agitated, and so she says, Jesus, uh, tell her to help me. Well, she was sitting at Jesus' feet, Mary was, and learning and listening to Jesus, and Jesus said she had chosen the better part, but you know both parts are important. Right? Jesus is not excluding one or the other, but he's saying this is the most important, that you're hearing the word and listening and learning and growing so that you can effectively serve with the right attitude. Well, the point I'm making with this particular uh, passage is that uh, she wanted her to help her or to assist her, uh, to take hold with her and help her to do the serving part. Well, then, uh, using the same word, it says the Holy Spirit helps our infirmity. He uh, helps us. He assists us. He, atta- he will take hold together with us uh, in our prayer life. He will help us to pray. Well, then, uh, Thayer has uh, a definition for this word. He says it means to lay hold along with, to strive to obtain with others. Strive to obtain, help in obtaining. To take hold with another who is laboring. In this case, who is laboring in prayer. So then, prayer can be a labor, a labor of love. So, in this case, the Holy Spirit takes hold together with us and helps us in obtaining an, an answer or a response from God. You know, God uh, has ears to hear. The scripture says His eyes or over the righteous, his ears are opened unto our prayers. It says in Jeremiah 33, Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. It says in First John chapter 5 that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So God has ears to hear, he wants to hear, and he wants to answer. He wants to respond to prayer, but he needs people to pray. And so, in this case, uh, the implication, and clear implication, is that the Holy Spirit doesn't do your praying for you, but rather He helps you to pray. So you have to choose or to engage in your prayer life, and so the Holy Spirit then will help you to pray. So again, the Holy Spirit doesn't do your praying for you, but He helps you and assists you. He comes along Side you, and uh, he helps you to pray, takes hold together with you, and helps you to obtain the promise of God fulfilled in your life and see God's will done in your life and in the lives of others because this is not just for you but others too. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Then TJ uh looking at this same word. Uh, He says it's actually a very long word, and uh, it is made up of three words. And the first one is son, together. Second is anti, against. So, son meaning together with, and uh, the second word, uh, anti, against. And then the last part of the word, lambeno, and it means to take hold. So, the word simply means to take hold, against, together with, or to take hold. Uh, together with against, so then you have an adversary, uh, the devil, right? Uh, this the scripture says we wrestle not against principalities, but against uh, against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So our fight is not a people fight; it is not a uh, uh, fighting against flesh and blood. But it is against principalities and powers. Although principalities and powers may influence people, your fight is still not with the people. Your fight is against the demonic forces that influence people. And it may not be an influence of people, it may just be an influence of circumstances. It may be uh, that the devil is working against you. Well, he's always out to steal, kill, and destroy, according to John 10 and verse 10. But Jesus is here and came here to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. So, understanding the devil's mode of activity and what he does and how he is out to destroy people's lives then we have to understand that that is our fight. It's against principalities and powers. Are you with me? So, if our fight is not with people, but our fight is with principalities and powers, the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, then we need to learn how to fight effectively. If you are indeed in a warfare, then you need to know your weapons. And you need to know your adversary, your enemy, and know how to fight a good fight of faith. Praise God. Well, here he tells us that one of the ways that we can fight a good warfare is with the Holy Spirit's help, that the Holy Spirit takes hold together with us and helps us to pray. And then he says, and helps us to make intercession, he said, for we know not what to pray for as we ought to pray. So, in many cases, we don't know fully how to pray the most effectively in our lives. So, we need the Holy Spirit to take hold together with us against the adversary, the enemy of our soul or the enemy of someone else's soul that we are actually praying for. And so, the Holy Spirit helps us. He takes hold together with us against. Against what? Against our infirmities. Now, the word infirmities is defined by W.E. Vines, which is a word study of the New Testament words. And so, W.E. Vines says this about the word uh, infirmities. He says a want of strength, or the first part, a negative, uh, second part, strenos, uh, strength, a want of strength, or a lack of strength, or we could say negative strength, which is you're in the negative, you're weak right so he says in our weakness or in our infirmity or in our lack of ability it says actually weakness indicated and indicating an inability to produce results so when there is an inability to produce results in prayer the holy spirit then takes hold together with you now We have to acknowledge him in order for him to help us. All right, if we are, ha- we are in a weak point, and that weakness could be a weakness of your own physical body. It could be a weakness of your mind. It could be a weakness of your uh, knowledge or your lack of knowledge or your lack of understanding. For we know not what to pray for as we ought to pray. So uh, whatever weakness it is in your own life or weakness in someone else's life, the Holy Spirit then takes hold together with you and helps you to pray or pulls with you. I would consider uh, an example or illustration of of tug-of-war. Most people have played it as a child or as a teenager or or somewhere in your life. Praise God. Uh, You have played tug-of-war or uh, attempted to win. And the object is to win. If you're going to play a game, right, the object, your, your, your goal is to win, isn't it? And whatever game that is, and some people obviously are more competitive than others. If you need someone to be a little more competitive, talk to my wife. She'll be glad to do that for you. And so uh, so here, uh, tug-of-war, there is a line in the middle. And a group of people get on one end of the rope. And a group of people get on the other end. And the object is to pull them across the line. That means you won. Your group won. You were stronger. You were able to get them across the line. Well, then we are wrestling against principalities and power. So we'll have the devil on one side, demons on one side, and we'll have believers on the other side and the Holy Spirit on our side. Hallelujah. And if God be for you, who, what can be against you? So now, you know, in, in tug-of-war, someone is pulling or the group is pulling on that side. You're pulling on this side. If you're lacking enough strength, one person getting on the end of that rope and just pulling... I'm telling you, you will win, right? You're struggling, you're pulling, they're pulling, you're pulling, they're pulling, but nobody's getting the winning edge. But just one more person on the end of that rope, and you have the winning edge. You can pull them right across. And that's the way the Holy Spirit helps you. You're praying, you're endeavoring to do your part in prayer, you're praying, but then the Holy Spirit kicks in, and He just pulls, and He takes hold together with you, and He pulls The enemy across the line and, thank you, Jesus, you win. Hallelujah. In other words, you get the fulfillment of the promise of God in your life or the fulfillment of the promise of God in someone else's life. You're helping uh, to pray. You're praying and you're helping them if you're praying for someone else. And the word intercession has to do with uh, standing in the gap or making petition on behalf of someone else. But notice it says the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. So it may be that the Holy Spirit is helping you to pray for yourself. All right. uh, touch a your neighbor and say you could use some help. All right. So, <laughs> so everybody could, right? Anyone in the room could use a little extra help. Praise the Lord. And so in your prayer life, the Holy Spirit will give you some help. And so he just... Gives it a tug, and here we are. We just won the battle. Right. And in, in the place of prayer, many times you're praying and you are laboring in prayer uh, because sometimes prayer is more than just a prayer of faith, but it's a prayer of intercession. And the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. He helps us. And so intercessory prayer is more of a labor in prayer than you know generally, generally praying the prayer of faith. And so in this case, we're talking about intercessory prayer. So the Holy Spirit helps your infirmity, helps your weakness, helps your inability to produce results, and enables you then to produce results and get the answer in prayer. Look at the verse again. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, or our weaknesses, our inability to produce results, for we know not what to pray for as we ought Because we don't know what to pray for as we ought to pray. In other words, you may have some knowledge of God's Word, and you may have the promises of God. And that's important that you establish the promise of God in your life. And you know what the Word of God promises you. You know what God promises you. And you know what God promises others. And yet the Holy Spirit then helps you beyond your knowledge. For we know not what to pray. Sometimes you don't know the full circumstances. You don't know everything about that. I do know one that does know. I said, I do know one that does know everything. He knows God. He knows the Father. He knows Jesus, the Son. He knows you. He knows your life. He knows their situation, their life. He knows the whole whole scope of situations and what's going on. He knows the whole picture. He knows the whole thing, and he knows the Word of God, obviously. And so the Holy Spirit helps you to pray when you don't know what to pray for. As you ought to pray, the Holy Spirit just... Takes a hold together with you and gives you the extra tug or the extra energy, extra power, extra strength. Whatever you need, Holy Spirit gives you what you need. So then, when we're talking about prayer, then you have to kind of join these lessons together. Last week's lessons, we talked about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps you to pray in this way. He helps you to pray in other tongues. Well, what does it say in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2? It says, when we speak in an unknown tongue, we speak not unto men, but unto God, howbeit in the Spirit we're speaking mysteries. Moffat's translation says, We're speaking divine secrets. So when you're praying in the Holy Spirit or in an unknown tongue, you're praying divine secrets. You're talking secrets with God. Secrets meaning you don't understand what you're saying. Or if you're speaking in an unknown tongue, it is your spirit doing the praying. Your spirit prays, but your understanding, your mind is unfruitful or unproductive, so you don't know what you're saying. It's a secret. But God knows what you're saying. All right. And the Holy Spirit is giving your spirit utterance because you are yielding to the Holy Spirit. And when you pray in other tongues, the Holy Spirit is giving you those words and God understands what you're saying and God hears your prayer because His eyes are over the righteous. His ears are open unto their prayers. But God needs somebody on the earth to pray. He needs somebody here that will stand in the gap, make up the hedge, and make the difference in the place of prayer. But he needs you, he needs me, he needs us, he needs people. John Wesley said, it seems that God is limited by our prayer life. That he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. So Jesus and the Father are waiting for you to ask. Right? He said, whatever you ask in my name, he will do it. But sometimes you don't know exactly what to ask. We know not what to pray for as we ought. So do what you know. Certainly, we're not encouraging ignorance or lack of knowledge. We're encouraging people to grow in knowledge and understanding how to pray. But also, yield to the Holy Spirit where you are weak or where you are lacking in knowledge or understanding of what to pray for as you ought to pray. Because you can know what to pray for generally, right? right. Or even specifically But you know the Holy Spirit knows the whole gamut. He knows the whole thing. And He helps you to do things in in the Spirit, in prayer, that you can never do on your own. Somebody say, "He's He's my helper. So He's called alongside to help you to make intercession on your own behalf and on the behalf of another. Praise God. So He says, we... Then know how to pray. I mean, we don't know what to pray for, as we ought. But the Holy Spirit is helping us to pray the way we need to pray and what we need to pray for. He says, "But the Spirit itself, or better translated, Himself, the Spirit Himself, beareth witness." What? Well, that's I'm I'm taking a uh, There's a a scripture up in verse sixteen. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. So I'm putting those two together. So I'll just retract that. All right. So we'll go back to this verse. So he says, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Everybody say, for us. us. So that could be you. He's making intercession for you, helping you to pray for yourself, beyond your own knowledge. You know, sometimes we don't even know what we need. Right? So he's helping us to pray for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Or he's helping us to pray for someone else, because intercession is to make petition on behalf of another, but the Holy Spirit is making petition on behalf of you. Or you, by the Holy Spirit, are making petition on behalf of another. So then you're making intercession. Intercession, actually the scripture says uh, that God sought for a man among them to stand in the gap and make up the hedge before me for the land. So then, in other words, we as Christians can stand before God and we can make up the hedge for our nation. I said we can stand in the gap. And you know there's a lot of gaps. But we need to get in the gap. Amen. We need to stand in the gap. And if Christians will do their part and stand in the gap and make up the hedge, you'll find out that that life will be a whole lot better for us. In 1 Timothy, he talks about praying for our president, praying for those who are in authority, and, and how we then could live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, and then we could actually preach the gospel freely in our nation, and we could reach our nation for. Jesus amen so prayer standing in the gap for your nation you could be praying and standing in the gap for another believer who is going through a challenge the enemy the adversary their soul is coming against their life and trying to take them out or trying to destroy them in some way or uh, uh, deceive them or get them off course or get them away from God there's a lot of different uh, circumstances or situations that people need prayer for and God needs somebody to stand in the gap and make up the hedge and pray and make petition on the behalf of someone else. And so if we are yielded to the Holy Spirit and make ourselves available, then the Holy Spirit will use us. Now, what a great privilege that God would actually use you and me and He would flow through us to transform or change somebody's life or change their circumstances or help them Find clarity and direction in their life so they make the right choice and decision so that they don't mess up their lives. You know, some, some people mess up their lives without a lot of the devil's help, you know. But, but the Holy Spirit is the helper, and he'll help people find their direction. Or if they're being deceived, they get, their, uh, get the light on for them, you know, because they're walking in darkness. So the Holy Spirit uh, will leave the light on you. He'll do better than Motel 6. Praise God. There's an upgrade from Motel 6. He'll leave the light on for you. Thank you, Jesus. And so Holy Spirit wants to turn the light on in people's hearts and people's minds and enlighten their heart and their minds, so that they're walking in the light and not deceived by this world. And the world has a way of luring people from God, away from God. And so many times, they're, they're not really going to be happy. The end of that, is, you know, there's pleasure, the Bible says, in seeing for a season, but all seasons come to an end. And so when the end comes, the wall is hit or you fall off the cliff and, you know, not everybody responds to destruction like the cartoons, you know, they just pop up again, you know, it's a, well, life is not always that way. They hit the wall and, and you know, life didn't. Uh, Treat them so well. Things didn't happen for them so well. But God can help people prevent a lot of pitfalls, snares, traps that the devil tries to lay for them. And destruction the devil has planned for them. If people pray, we can make a difference in somebody's life. And so he says, you make intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, let me give you uh, what P.C. Nelson said about this. He was a Bible scholar, and he said this about uh, this particular phrase, uh, groanings which cannot be uttered. He said that uttered in articulate speech, which simply means understood speech, clear, understood speech. You understand what somebody say. Well, in other words, Uh, These groanings could be or these words could be in other tongues. You don't understand them. You don't understand it in your known language. And yet the Holy Spirit could help you by helping you to pray in other tongues. And man, you could pray for amazing things in other tongues. I mean, years ago, I was praying in a church here in Las Vegas. We started the church 37 years ago, and so we were in a 20 by 60 in a storefront, and I was walking across the front, back and forth, and praying in other tongues, and praying, and it was corporate prayer, and my wife and I were there. In other words, it's a new church, young church, and we're the only ones there, so we had corporate prayer. So we're praying. Well, I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, and I'm pacing back and forth. It's not very far. It's about 19 and a half feet. And if you walk 19 and a half feet, you hit the wall. So it's a good idea to turn around. And so I'm pacing back and forth and praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, my wife, you know, she was resting in the Lord. She had sat down against the wall, you know, on the floor and just sitting there, and she kind of dozed off. But she heard me say... East Germany wants God, and I kept saying, East Germany wants God. East Germany wants God, and I'm praying that in, the, in other tongues, but she's hearing it. She's hearing the interpretation. She's hearing it in English. She's hearing what I'm saying. The scripture says, pray that you may interpret, so she's hearing me in English, what I, but I'm praying in other tongues. All right, get this. I don't know what I'm saying. I never knew that I was praying for East Germany, but she said, I heard you say East Germany wants God. Well, this was before the Berlin Wall fell, and so I'm, I'm sure that people all over the world were praying in other tongues and praying so that freedom would come to East Germany and the gospel would go in there and life would be different. Amen. Praise God. And it was. And it is. And so God can break a wall down just by somebody praying in other tongues. God can open up Russia to the gospel. And he did. Praise the Lord. Because people were praying in other tongues. Well, if God can open up a nation to the to the gospel of Jesus Christ, God can also help your neighbor or help your children. If your children are in a challenger and, and they're going down a wrong road and a wrong path, you can pray in the Holy Spirit rather than losing sleep all every day. Every night you can can pray in the Holy Ghost and say, I'm going to bed now, Holy Spirit. I'm going to let you take it from here. Praise God. So Holy Spirit is the helper. Somebody say, "Holy Holy Spirit is my helper. He takes hold together with me and helps me to pray. So if the Holy Spirit is your helper and he helps you to make intercession for the saints. Hallelujah. In other tongues. Well, other, uh, also, this word groaning could be literally groaning. Or uh, Strong says sighs and deep sighs come right out of your innermost being. And I've had that happen many, many times over my life as, as a Christian, as a believer and one who prays. Uh, the scripture says in Galatians, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. In other words, he said, I'm praying for you. And at certain points, I'm actually travailing, which is likened unto a woman giving birth. Travailing in birth, it's a deep travail that comes out of your innermost being And literally, physically, you are travailing until something is born in a person's life. In other words, God could literally transform a person's life by your prayers. Hallelujah. You say, well, does that control people? No, it just gives them an opportunity to make the right choice. Hallelujah. God grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves from the snare of the devil so the Holy Spirit gives them that opportunity and that grace to get right with God or to make a right decision to recover themselves from the snare of the devil because the devil has taken them captive at his own will the scripture says so God wants them to recover themselves God wants them to make a right choice a right decision but he needs somebody to pray because they're in the dark right now they're just in this fog and they don't see things properly they don't see their life in the right way so they're making poor judgment and poor decisions because Because they just don't see right. You know, blind people walk into the wall sometimes. And so spiritually, you understand, spiritually blind, uh, Isaiah says they're groping in darkness. They're feeling their way. They're trying to figure it out. And yet they're walking in darkness, but the Holy Spirit can turn the light on and they can see the way God wants them to see so they can make the right choice and decision. Again, you don't control people with your prayers. You just give them an opportunity to to make the right choice and decision. Hallelujah. By your prayers and your effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available to those who need it. Amen? Amen? So the Holy Spirit is our helper. All right, so with groanings which cannot be uttered. Thank you, Jesus. You know? God can help you to live. And God can help you to go home to heaven. I mean, years ago, when my mother went to heaven, you know, I got a call. She was in the hospital. And, you know, she was 93 years old. And so, she was in the hospital. And uh, it was time for her to go. And I was confident. I'd already prayed through on that before that occurred. And so, I already knew it was, it was time. And so... Here we are. I get this call. Pastor Mark and Trina were with myself and Vicki, and we were praying over the phone. My family was gathered around her bed, and they were praying at the hospital. And so we prayed for about an hour and a half. We prayed. We sang songs. I coached my mom. I said, you can go on. You can go. Well, at the end of about an hour and a half, I felt the release. I knew. I knew. We're done. We prayed, it's done. Well, uh, right at the same time when I knew it's over, it's done, we prayed, she went home. So I knew it here. I don't see what's going on, but she's, she just left her body. She went to heaven. So the Holy Spirit can help you to stay, and the Holy Spirit can help you to go when it's time to go. Praise God. I mean, life in Jesus is victory even in death. I mean, when you go to heaven, you're not going to say, oh, man, I'm sorry I got here. No. What a happy day. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit can give you release. Release. And you can be praying for somebody in your family or some loved one or somebody that you care about. And you can be praying for them and you're you're laboring in prayer, but then you get the release. You know you got the answer. It's all good. It, It is well. Praise God. We've already prayed through on that. It's done. Hallelujah. So you're not worrying about it, concerned about it. You're trusting God. You prayed, and God is working out that matter. He's taking care of business, and it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God is good. So the Holy Spirit can help you to pray for your family, can help you to pray for a neighbor, help you to pray for somebody in the church. He can help you to pray for the nation. He can help you to pray for another nation. I mean, big or little, it doesn't matter. God helps you to pray. And He perfects that which concerns you, so anything is important to God. If it's important to you, and a lot of things are important to God, we need to make important to us. In other words, God wants to do things amazingly in the, in the world and in the earth. And he wants to do amazing things in your family, in the church, and in the city, and in the nation, and in the world. And he needs somebody to pray. It seems that God is limited by prayer life that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. So God needs somebody on the earth that will pray. He sought for a man among them to stand in the gap make up the hedge before him. Before God. In other words, we need to make up the head so the devil can't destroy anymore. We put a stop to the works of the devil. Hallelujah. So then, intercession means to meet with God. It means that you make petition or you intercede on the behalf of another. Another individual. Praise God. Well then. Next verse. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts... Knows what is the mind of the Spirit. He that searches the heart is God. God knows the mind of the Spirit. Or the mind of the Holy Spirit. Because God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit all think alike. Amen. Amen. They have the same thoughts. And so he searches the heart. He knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints according To the will of God. So the Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints according to God's will. Now, anytime anytime you pray according to God's will, according to 1 John chapter 5, you can have the knowledge of God's word, you can pray according to the word of God. He said if we ask anything according to his will he hears us. If we know that he hears us then we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. So when you ask anything according to his will you know God hears you and you know that you have the petitions that you desired of him. Well in the case of the Holy Spirit when you don't know what to pray for as you ought. When you yield to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit helps you to pray. Helps you to pray in other tongues and helps you to pray with groanings and travail. He said when the Holy Spirit helps you you know you're praying according According to God's will then if you're praying according to God's will then you know that God hears you and if you know that God hears you then you know that you have the petitions that you have desired yes. <clears throat> amazing grace So when you don't even know what to pray for as you are, the Holy Spirit will kick in. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will take the rope, so to speak. The Holy Spirit will take hold together with you and help you to pray beyond your knowledge, beyond your understanding, beyond your understanding of the situation, beyond your uh, awareness even of the situation. Holy Spirit can help you to pray when you're not even aware of what's going on. But the Holy Spirit helps you. And he makes intercession for you according to God's will. Hallelujah. Somebody say, The will of God God. be be done. Remember, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So the will of God is being done. When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're helping yourself and you're helping others, and the Holy Spirit is helping you to help yourself. And the Holy Spirit is helping you to help others in prayer. Prayer is a powerful weapon against the enemy as well as a great privilege of any and every believer that you could actually talk to God. And now he's given you the Holy Spirit that he can help you to have words to say when you don't know what to say. When you don't know what to pray or how you ought to pray, the Holy Spirit gives you the words, gives you utterance, and I would encourage you, exhort you to pray in the Holy Spirit because your helper is here. Your helper is not just on the way. Your helper is in you. He lives in you, and he'll help you to pray even beyond your natural understanding, beyond your awareness, beyond what you could do on your own, but the Spirit of God is your amazing help. Hallelujah. So he prays according to the will of God. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. We know that all things work together or synergize together. They work together for good. Now, i was been around church and around Christianity pretty much all my life and around it. So, you know, in my teenage years, a charismatic movement, it was just an amazing time of the Spirit of God filling people everywhere, being filled with the Holy Spirit and denominations all over the place where people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Just amazing time in the body of Christ and what God was doing, moving across the land and across the world, getting people filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. Well, Sometimes, you know, people would take verses of Scripture like this one, and they, they would just make it apply to everything. All things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. So they would say, well, whatever bad thing happened or good thing happened, it didn't matter if it was bad. It could be tragic. And they'd say, well, all things work together for good to those that love God. In other words, you know, the devil could take somebody out in their family. They'd say, well, all things work together for good. I mean, just anything that happened, and they would just apply this verse. Well, that's not really an accurate application. Right. No, all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to the purpose in the context of praying and yielding to the Holy Spirit. When you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're praying according to the will of God, praying out the will of God and while you're praying in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is uh, adjusting things and getting you out of snares and traps and helping other people get out of snares and traps and preventing a lot of destruction in your life and the Holy Spirit is getting people on the right path or the right course for their life and the will of God is being done in earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom is coming and it's happening and that is because people are praying and then all things are working together and things are coming together and synergizing together. Hallelujah. All things work together for good to them who are called of God, who love God, and who are called according to his purpose. And God works out things for your good. Hallelujah. So God has something good planned, but he needs somebody to pray. He needs you to pray. He needs other people to pray. And if we're all praying in the Holy Ghost, amazing things are going to happen in our lives, in other people's lives, in the church, in our city, in our nation, in our world. So Stop complaining. Start praying. Hallelujah. Amp it up. Praise God. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Bump it up a notch or two or three or four. Let's bring it up to a level where the Holy Spirit can do what he wants to do, desires to do, wants to do in our lives. And in other people's lives, he just needs somebody that will dare to open their mouth and yield to the Holy Spirit. And when you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will flow through you and lives will be changed because you dare to pray and believe God and trust God. It seems that God is limited by our prayer Life that he can do nothing for humanity unless somebody ask him so god's looking for a man he sought for a man among them a person among them to stand in the gap and make up the head so god's looking for you he's looking for you he's looking for you somebody besides uncle sam is looking for a few good men listen and women Praise God. God's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's wanting you to yield to the Holy Spirit. Anybody that dares to do that, God will use you in prayer. And he will hear your voice and he will change people's lives because you pray. Amazing. Amazing. What an opportunity. What an opportunity to yield to the Holy Spirit and let God be God in and through us.